This is section 73 of Mark Twain, a biography. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Mark Twain, a biography. Volume 1, Part 2, 1866 to 1875. Chapter 73. The First Meeting with Howells. Clemens' first period of editorial work was a brief one, though he made frequent contributions to the paper, sketches, squibs, travel notes, and experiences, usually humorous in character. His wedding day had been set for early in the year, and it was necessary to accumulate a bank account for that occasion. Before October he was out on the lecture circuit, billed now for the first time for New England, nervous and apprehensive in consequence, though with good hope. To Pamela he wrote, November 9th, "'Tomorrow night I appear for the first time before a Boston audience, four thousand critics, and on the success of this matter depends my future success in New England. But I am not distressed. Nasby is in the same boat. Tonight decides the fate of his brand-new lecture. He has just left my room, been reading his lecture to me, was greatly depressed. I have convinced him that he has little to fear. Whatever alarm Mark Twain may have felt was not warranted. His success with the New England public was immediate and complete. He made his headquarters in Boston, at Redpath's office, where there was pretty sure to be congenial company, of which he was presently the center. It was during one of these Boston sojourns that he first met William Dean Howells, his future friend and literary counselor. Howells was the assistant editor of The Atlantic at this time, James T. Fields, its editor. Clemens had been gratified by The Atlantic Review, and had called to express his thanks for it. He sat talking to Fields, when Howells entered the editorial rooms, and on being presented to the author of the review, delivered his appreciation in the form of a story, sufficiently appropriate, but not qualified for the larger types. He said, When I read that review of yours, I felt like the woman who was so glad her baby had come white. His manner, his humor, his quaint colloquial forms all delighted Howells, more, in fact, than the opulent sealskin overcoat which he affected at this period, a garment astonishing rather than aesthetic, as Mark Twain's clothes in those days of his first regeneration were likely to be startling enough, we may believe, in the conservative atmosphere of the Atlantic rooms. And Howells, gentle, genial, sincere, filled with the early happiness of his calling, won the heart of Mark Twain and never lost it, and what is still more notable, won his absolute and unvarying confidence in all literary affairs. It was always Mark Twain's habit to rely on somebody, and in matters pertaining to literature and to literary people in general, he laid his burden on William Dean Howells from that day. Only a few weeks after that first visit we find him telegraphing to Howells, asking him to look after a Californian poet, then ill and friendless in Brooklyn. Clemens states that he does not know the poet, 
but will contribute fifty dollars if howells will petition the steamboat company for a pass and no doubt howells complied and spent a good deal more than fifty dollars worth of time to get the poet relieved and started it would be like him end of chapter seventy three the first meeting with howells read by john greenman